Hey, good morning, you guys. This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragements. By the time you guys hear this episode, it is going to be December 14th. Now, technically, um, October 22nd. So, okay, the record date for this is October 19th. By the time you guys hear this, this is going to be December 14th. This podcast is three years old uh, as of my birthday, October 22nd. So, but you know, this is technically the fourth year, beginning of the fourth year, you know, um, into the podcast. But uh, episode 83, I'm going to change it in the beginning of the year, obviously. I wasn't paying attention. But uh, 83 episodes in 2022, we're talking about pruning and bearing fruit, you guys. This is definitely season I'm in right now. Um, it's not been easy for me lately, but I think it's so important. I just, I try to share with you guys the things that I'm learning. But uh, we're going to be talking about that today. But I want to share something with you guys that um, I was thinking about this morning. So I woke up this morning and I've been feeling honestly pretty dang discouraged. Honestly. And I was like, Lord, where the heck am I going to get all this money for this book? And I, you guys, I get tears when I was just talking about it. Because uh, this is something that I've been working on for a long time. I've been trying to build a social media platform, you know, for the last five years. Pouring out the things that I believe are beneficial. And I'm telling you what, I have not always seen the fruit of my labor. And uh, I, I'm consistent. I post all the time. Um, I share things. And I'm just like five years into it. And I'm like, Lord, sometimes I'm like, am I wasting my time? Um, I've been home with my kids, like I said, for 14 years. And uh, I remember telling my husband, I was like, you know, like I told him this morning, I said, do you know how much easier it'd be right now for me just to say, you know, I'll just go, you know, get a job and work like nights and work on the work on the weekends, right? So I can get money to pay this contract off so I can have money to, you know, pay for extra expenses. I don't know about you guys, but my food bill is $800 every two weeks. Okay. Now mind you, we got nine people living with us. That's all, all of our children. My oldest right now is still with us. He's 20. He's actually in the process of saving up to buy a house. And I want to do another video talking about that one day on how parents can actually um, help their, their teens and young adults utilize the time they have at home to build a better life than what they had. Right. So I told my son, I said, look, He's got a really good job. And um, I said, I don't really see the point in you going out trying to rent a house just to waste money because that's kind of where we're at. I was like, why don't you just stay here for a time? I'm not going to charge you rent, but the money I would charge you, right? I want you to save $250 a paycheck, so $500 a month to go towards a down payment on a house. And he's been doing that for the last year. And uh, I think he has over $5,000 saved up. And, uh, you know, so, because, you know, that it's, it's crazy how... You know, there's like this mindset with your kids that, um, you know, when they get older, we're just going to kick them out when they're 18. And it's as great as that sounds. It's like, what the heck are they going to do? You know, I remember me and my husband, we obviously had our, our older son pretty young. Okay. I'm going to be 37 on Saturday. And, uh, I got pregnant right before, right after I turned 16. And, uh, I had my son, you know, right before, you know, 16 and a half, whatever. And, uh, we never had an opportunity to really think about, you know, building our credit or buying a house or anything like that. It was like, you know, we were still living with my mom. Um, I moved in with my husband's parents, uh, right after I had my son, I was there for about six months. Then me and my husband, actually, we, we weren't even married at the time. We did not get married until we were together for the first six years. Um, and, uh, actually when I got pregnant with the second baby, uh, we, we waited six years to get married. I thought, okay, if he can stick around with the kids, I'll marry him. But if he can't stick around with the kids, what's the point of marrying him? In God's eyes, once somebody has sex, they're married, right? So I was like, you know, I'll wait to marry you. I want to make sure you're going to stick around having these children, right? So anyway, um, dang it, I just lost my thought with that, you guys. My brain's all over the place. But anyway, I was just, uh, I was telling my husband that I was just feeling so discouraged, 
you know? And he's like, you know, babe, he's like, you've chosen to stay home with our kids for 14 years. He's like, that's a huge sacrifice, you know? Um, and so, um, oh, that's right. I was talking about my older son. So yeah, utilizing the time you have with your kids, right? Not just throwing them out to the wolves and, you know, paying these astronomical amounts for rent. I'm like, you know what? I want you to have something better than what me and your dad did. So his plan is to buy a house next summer and uh, he should have enough money for that. You know, God willing, we'll kind of check out the market. You guys, stuff is insane right now. I mean, I'm sure you guys have noticed the prices of everything have gone up. I mean, houses have inflated massively, even cars, right? So it's not really the best time to buy right now. So we're just kind of holding the fort down and, uh, you know, just kind of waiting to see what happens. But in the meantime, he's preparing himself. And I think, I hope more and more parents realize you know, to give their kids the time to do that. Not just, you know, college is great and everything as long as that's something that they want to do, right? But, uh, you know, I'm, I've definitely not been one of those people to push on my kids to go to college. You know, I'm like, if you're going to do it, you better know why you want to do it and uh, what's the point, right? So that way you don't waste money, okay? So in he way, I was telling my husband, I'm just feeling so discouraged. I don't know where we're going to get this money, you know? And he was like, just showing me. He's like, you know, babe, if you weren't asking people for money, you wouldn't even be this far. So like I said, I'm really grateful for you guys' help. Uh, just continue to pray for me that God will give me the grace to wait. Because man, oh man, it's hard sometimes. Um, so uh, yeah, but thank you guys for all your support and uh, just, you know, donating to the cause. And it's definitely a blessing. Like I said, I've been at home with my kids for 14 years, sacrificing, spending time with them, investing in them. And sometimes it's so tempting just to jump ship and say, you know what, if I could just do it another way, it'd be so much quicker. You know, it doesn't always go as quick as I want things to go. And that's kind of where my downfall is. I am not the most patient person at times, um, especially growing up like really, you know, poor and just not having things. It's like, if I see that I can just take care of it myself, it's way easier to do that, you know? But anyway, so I, I meant to share this with you guys last week, but, um, I was talking about a bunch of other stuff as usual. I kind of go all over the place on here, you guys, so, you know, but John 15 last week, Jesus, it says, I'm the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may be more fruitful, that it may bear fruit. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I used to hate hearing that word pruning. It used to scare me, seriously. Uh, pruning was associated with cutting things off and cutting things off to me was very stressful. You know, it was like a burden and, um, I did not understand the function of pruning. And, uh, probably about five years ago, me and my husband were reading this book from TD Jakes called crushing. And he, you know, he was kind of sharing his experience, you know, things he was going through, you know, felt like God was crushing him so to speak. And he was like, Lord, what am I doing wrong? You know, what the heck? Why is this happening? And, and that's that's how I feel at times. I'm like, and that's what I told my husband. I said, I've been consistent for five years posting content on social media, you know, and showing up and pouring out my heart and anything else I can share. And it's 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 like it's going it, it goes nowhere, you know. And uh, anyway, so I know that feeling of, of feeling like, what am I doing wrong, Lord? Like, I'm, I feel like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. But what what's going on here? What's what's the hold up? Right. And so anyway, um, as in this book, as T.D. Jakes was, you know, pouring out his complaints to the Lord, he uh, kind of had this revelation. He's like, no, it's not what you're doing wrong. He goes, you're only pruned when you're doing something right. And I never thought about that. You know, I've always um, associated pruning like it has to be cut off so it can bear fruit, right? But you can only bear fruit if you're doing something right to begin with. And, you know, so you bear more fruit. And it's like realizing that in my life right now, God's pruning mindsets for me. And I shared with you guys some things that he's pruning me of, right? As far as, uh, you know, not having much of an expectation, 
you know, on the things I do. Obviously, it was in a custom mindset that I grew up in. You know, everybody, you know, I really hope you guys are taking time to unpack your life and figure out, you know, figuring out how your soil shaped you. Where did you get some of the mindsets and beliefs that you have? You guys, I told you before, your beliefs come from, you know, your experiences that you've had and the things you've become convinced of, right? And you say, this is true. And the thing is, is not, not all, not all our beliefs serve us because they were formed in a certain environment during a certain time. And you guys, our lives change all the time, but it's amazing how we can subconsciously bring some of these old mindsets into a new season. That's not going to serve us. And, um, God is trying to prune those things away from us. So it doesn't hinder the fruit that he wants to produce in our lives. And so anyway, I was just thinking about that, right? I haven't always had a good relationship with that until I, I read that from TD Jakes's book and realizing that God only prunes things, you know, when, um, so they can bear more fruit. And so, um, in line with that, you guys, I've been, my husband on Sunday, I don't know if you guys watched the conversation. Um, you know, we do home church twice a month and then we go into another church a couple times a month. And I can share that with you guys sometimes as far as that journey. But, um, and, and, uh, and my husband, I can't remember exactly what the main focus was. It was, oh, how do you know him? How do you know Jesus? Right. And, uh, one of the things he was saying, you know, or he was talking about is, you know, taking time, spending time with him to get to know him and how sometimes people just go to church on Sunday and it made me reflect on, you know, God's word is a seed, right? And if you're just going to one place once a week to get the seed per se, someone like literally throwing it at you. You know, um, what are you going to do if those seeds haven't taken root or the birds come and eat it up, right? If you're not constantly throwing it into yourself, you're not going to, you're not, those seeds aren't going to be able to take root and produce. So I was just thinking about how important it is for us to take time every day to put the seed back into us, right? Every single day, spend time with the Lord, water the seeds, right? And so I've been reading the parable of the sower basically since Monday, um, in light of, you know, bearing fruit and then just kind of thinking about that process. And in Mark four, it talks about, um, it says, you know, behold, a sower went out to sow. Okay. And it happened as he sowed that some fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched and because it had no root, it withered away and some seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some hundred. And he goes he and he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let them hear. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable, and he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Right? So he's gonna break it down for him. So we go over here to verse thirteen. This is Mark four thirteen. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How well then? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. In Matthew, it says, because they have no understanding, Satan goes and, and takes it away. And, you know, I don't think we really think about that. Um, you know, it's interesting how in different seasons of your life, you will accept God's word. And take it to heart but then like if there's uh once he starts growing you and advancing you and you're believing god for certain promises and certain things right your lack of understanding sometimes we can get our we can get those seeds those promises snatched away from us because we don't have the understanding like i've done that to myself lord i don't understand how this is going to work out you know kind of like the, the my inner dialogue at times 
right? The enemy can use that where it gets stolen away, right? Because of lack of understanding. And so pay attention to that. If, if you are struggling in a time where you're hearing God's word, but you're not understanding it, ask God to give you understanding, right? This is why it's important to kind of know ourselves in this way and, and apply our hearts to the situation. Okay, and then he goes, these likewise are the ones, okay, let me back up a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, these likewise, these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness and they have no root in themselves and so endure it only for a time. So you've got the ones who hear it, but they don't understand it. So Satan takes it away. And then you've got ones who um, on stony ground, they immediately receive it with joy, but they have no root within themselves. And this is why, you know, kind of like what my husband was talking about. And I just mentioned about throwing the seed in. You have to let that seed take root, but it has to happen within you first, right? And how do we do that? How does a seed get roots? It has to be watered. How do we get water? What did Jesus say? He says, streams of living water would flow from within us. We get that living water through being in a relationship with Christ with no condemnation. And if, you guys, I, I got that revelation reading John chapter four, looking at the, the dynamics, looking how Jesus was talking to her, the conversation they were having. And it was like, wait a second, this is way deeper than what we can kind of read on the surface. And when we're in a relationship with Christ with no condemnation, and do you guys remember what condemnation is? Condemnation is um, expressing an opinion against yourself. And so if we have that dynamic going on within, within ourselves, we actually like block the living water that God wants to give us, right? That Jesus promises us. Because he says, I didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world through me, right? And how do we do that? You know, we expose our hearts. We bury everything. We put everything out there for the Lord, right? Um, he, he cleanses us. He forgives us. He restores us. He gives us revelation. He makes us into a new creation. He takes the things we went through and builds us into new people. He, he literally uses our life as a bedrock for his kingdom. We show the authority of God's power in our life by, you know, taking all the stuff we've been through, bringing it to the Lord. And then he gives us wisdom and insight and we can share with other people. We can actually become relatable to others, right? Because we're all humans. We all go through the same things. We all have different, I say all the time, holes of shame that God's poured, pulled us out from. And that looks different for all of us, but um, it's still human experience. And we have to learn how to connect and relate to people like that. And, uh, you know, when you're in a relationship with Christ and you realize you can bring everything to him and he's not going to condemn you, um, and it just shows you how much he really knows you, right? Because he goes, she goes, what'd she say to him in John 4? She goes, come meet a man that told me everything I ever did, right? It's like there was things that he knew about her that he shouldn't have known, right? But he knew it all. And there's freedom in a relationship when you can show your whole self with no condemnation, right? Those are usually the people that we trust. We feel understood, right? We we, we need that in our relationship with the Lord too, right? That's how you're going to learn to trust him. Um, you guys aren't going to trust somebody that you don't know. It's a natural thing. And uh, so we have to let the Lord kind of know us in that way. And we have to bring our whole selves and we have to acknowledge why he came. But anyway, so if we go over here, let's continue on here. It says immediately receive it with gladness. They have no root. So what do you need to get roots? You need water. How do you get water in yourself? Relationship with Christ with no condemnation. Okay. And it says, uh, and they no root in themselves, so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises from the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Right. And we could talk, I could talk a whole thing about that, but I don't want to get into that. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word, right? And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and becomes unfruitful you guys i can relate to that one the most i get choked out all the time by words all the time 
And uh, so, you know, I'm like, Lord, like cut the ivy off of me, right? And that's why I talk about with you guys in, in the devotional like it's of truth. Our hearts, you guys, it, honestly, if we're honest, we have all of this within us, right? We can have places of stony ground, right? Think about the rocks that we can have in our hearts, the hardness, the things that were, you know, that separate us from God, the, the, the injuries that we've had, the strongholds. You guys know what a stronghold is? It's basically the areas of your life where you've been hurt. And uh, as a result of being injured, you build protection around yourself. Okay. That becomes, and, and, and that's normal behavior. Okay. Like that's what we do. However, if, uh, you're in a different season and you're no longer sort of in relationships that have, you know, her doing that, you can actually continue to operate in that and not even realize that you're, that we're hindering ourselves. Right. But th that's, that's what the, that's what the stony is, right? The stony, the stony ground. It's those, those strongholds that we've built and that, and they're, those are the real, those are the hardest places to leave because we feel the most safest in them because we built them, right? It, it feels secure, but think about it. You're by yourself behind this wall. You're isolated. You're not progressing. You can't go, you can't go any further than the wall that's in front of you. So now you went ahead and basically walled yourself off. And you know, it, it you can sometimes be in that mode so long not realizing that the relationships you have in your life are not the same relationships that formed that injury, right? Where that injury was formed. You know, it's kind of like God can tell us over and over again, I love you, I have plans to prosper you, but you might not receive it because maybe the relationships that you were in when you were growing in the Lord kind of abused it or and didn't interpret it good, right? And so you, you know, you, you have a lot of like unlearning to do. And so anyway, though, that's how I think of when it comes like the stony ground, okay? That's how I see it. Now let's move on here. It says, uh, in the cares of this world, okay, they choke it out, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it and bear fruit. All right. Um, some 30, some 60, some hundred. Now this is the, the amazing part of it. We know that God wants us to bear fruit. And if you want to bear fruit, it says they accept it. Now, how much have you accepted the word? 30%, 60%, 100%. We all accept it to a certain degree in our life. And we can bear more fruit, right? If we allow ourselves to go through the pruning process that Jesus is talking about in John 15. He goes, he goes if they bear fruit, they, they bear even more fruit, he prunes. So they would bear more fruit. And so there's this process of allowing the Lord to cut off thinking that we have that doesn't serve us in this current season. And that feels painful because some of those mindsets, again, that, that were formed, like for me, for me, not having a huge expectation, like, okay, I think I shared with you guys, you know, um, growing up doing the best we can was always associated with little to no results. And so, and then the spiritual, you know, the people that I was around spiritually, that spiritually raised me, the church I was in for a long time, um, they didn't expect much from God. They're just like, do what God says, period. Right. There was no like hope in the future, right. Plans to prosper. It was like, no. That's cool and all, but just do what God says and this or that. And that's, but that's, that's only part of it. Right. And I shared with you guys, I was listening to, um, a guy named, I, I follow on YouTube. His name is Eli Lasky. And he was talking about the progressions in our relationship with Jesus. And he was saying, you know, you start out as a servant and then it goes to friendship and then it goes to brother and then oneness and intimacy and servants just do what they're told. Right. And, and, and if you guys know that scripture when he's talking to his disciples, he goes, I know, he goes, I no longer call you servants or something, but I, you know, I call you friends. 
you know, and then he's like, I tell you what my father's doing. And then once the disciples get to that point, they start asking Jesus, Jesus for whatever they want. Right. So like there's this progression that we should be in, you know, as far as slaves, friends, realizing that we're part of God's family and then oneness with him, you know, learning from our father. Right. And that's, you know, I, 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 I was supposed to do a video on this a long time ago. I totally forgot about it, but, um, what's that scripture? It's in John somewhere. I think it's John five and six, but he talks about, he only does what he sees his father doing. And I read that scripture last year and I realized that we can only model what we see God doing. So if we can't model it, it's because it hasn't been modeled to us. It's because God hasn't, we haven't allowed God to show it to us, right? We don't know him in that way. And it really just shows us areas of growth that we need, right? We can only do what we see our father doing. And, uh, you know, but like I said, there's supposed to be this progression, but for a lot of us, you know, there's kind of, a lot of people are just still stuck in that, that slave part of it, right? Just do what Jesus said, just do what we're told. We, you know, slaves don't ask their masters for nothing. They're terrified to ask their master for anything because they don't want to cross the line. They don't want to lose their position, right? But then God calls us his kids. He says, ask me for anything, right? And, but a lot of people just kind of hold back on that. But anyway, those who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. Now, if, if I go back over here, I think it's Matthew 13. Um, Jesus is talking about the same thing. If you guys read Mark 4 and Matthew 13, it's the same parable of the sower, but each person saw different things differently, right? That's why it's cool to read the accounts of the gospel because this is like what they saw when they were hanging out with Jesus. It'd be no different than if we were hanging out with the Lord and you know, we all wrote down what we saw when we were with him. We would all write down different things, right? But it would all kind of, you put it all together, right? Um, so let me see here. It says, okay, um, hold on you guys. But he who receives seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. Now it's, that says understands it in Matthew 13. Again, as I said before, at the very beginning of this video, when any, this is Matthew 13, verse 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. Here, when Jesus, when he goes, but he who received seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. Isn't it amazing how we go through, like I said, we can go through different periods where we understand the word of God and we fully accept it. And there's times we don't, but that's the beauty of it is you can take that spot where you don't understand, ask God to give you understanding. He'll show you how your own thinking is working against you. Now he wants to prune it so that now you can understand it, accept it and bear more fruits. Some 30, some 60, some 100. It all really depends on us at the end of the day and our level of understanding. And this is why we need to be asking the Lord for it. And I'm asking the Lord, Lord, give me understanding. Help me, God, just to be patient. I told you guys, I asked the Lord a few months ago, Lord, help me to grow in patience, courage and hope and he's doing that and it is not easy all the time you guys like this morning i was feeling pretty dang discouraged you know but i talked to my husband about it he encouraged me he reminded me babe remember what you've been doing you've been raising kids you're not done yet my youngest is four you know i'm gonna be homeschooling my kids until they're all grown right so my number one priority right now is my children raising them investing in them pouring into them this is something i love i love doing i get to do right and uh but it doesn't always move as quickly as I want it to. Cause there's things I want to do. You guys, I would really love to be able to make extra money for my family and, uh, you know, do some more things with them. But I remember my number one priority is them right now. That's what keeps me going. Right. I'm like, this is how I've chosen to live my life. And you know, it's amazing how, um, we have to remind ourselves, you know, can we accept the choices that we've made? Right. That's, what's going to give us peace. You know, can I accept that I've chosen to be home with my kids and live off of one income? I've chosen this life. Right. And so that kind of, that kind of keeps me sober at times when I look at it like that. But 
anyway, you guys, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to share with you. That is about it. That is it today. I hope it was encouraging for you guys. This is just something I've been going through personally. And that's really how I roll around here. That's the only thing I can give you guys is things that are relevant to me at the moment and things that I'm thinking about and going through. And I just hope that it encourages you guys. So Friday, you guys, we're going to do a live Q&A. All right. So if anybody has any questions, email them daily encouragement with Ashley Campbell at gmail.com. You guys can send me your questions. Um, I'm going to be going live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter because those are the three platforms I have. Rumble, you have to have 100 subscribers. You can't go live unless you have 100 subscribers. And you have to upload videos. So I found out that I can take the stuff I've done on StreamYard. I can download it. And I'm going to see if I can upload it on Rumble and just start uploading some of my old videos on there. And then any of my audience that's on Facebook, if you guys have a Rumble account, once I get that thing completely activated, maybe you guys can at least follow me over there. You know, I can get 100 subscribers on rumble and then i can go live on rumble and then i can get off of youtube because youtube you guys i had you know 400 videos on there and they completely shut down my account so i really don't care for youtube but um i think my grandma gets on youtube and stuff that's how she sees some of the stuff that i do so um i do that mostly for her but uh eventually i want to be able to just get off of youtube because they really screwed me <laughs> when they did that now i wasn't getting paid for anything but you know, every time I get on here, this is my time. And I was sharing that with people and I was sharing some important stuff and they just shut everything down because they didn't like some of the things I talked about. So anyway, I got to share another thing with you guys one day that I just learned this morning and it's the word censor. It was very interesting. Actually, what I'll do later on, maybe today or tomorrow, I'll take a picture of it. I want to show you guys this definition because uh, you look at what's going on and you're just like, wow, it really opened my eyes. Anyway. You guys, thank you for all your support. I hope, hope you have a great rest of the day. Like I said, email email your questions to Daily Encouragement with Ashley. Can't no, yeah, Daily Encouragement with Ashley at gmail.com. I'll put it in the comments. I'll I'll post something later on here. Um, you guys can email me your questions. Um, I'm just gonna jump on here on Friday. If nobody emails me any questions, I'm still gonna show up and see if anybody shows up. Um, and if we have no questions, then I guess we'll just do another video the following week, right? So. You guys, thank you for all your support. Wisdom app. You guys, I see you guys on here trying to jump on. I gotta do that some other time. Um, I'll have to make some time for that. You can you can actually have guests on Wisdom and you can join in and have a conversation with somebody. I think that'd be kind of fun. That'll have to be a separate thing though. But uh, you guys, thank you for supporting me here on Wisdom. You guys are awesome. Thank you, uh, everybody on the podcast, Facebook, Twitter, all you guys. I love all of you. I thank you guys for your support and encouragement. If you guys can still donate towards the book contract, I would really appreciate it. I'm still about 2000, 2050 in the hole to pay off the contract. 10,000 for the commercial. I will share that, you guys. I still need help with it. If you guys can help, great. If not, I completely understand. Just pray that God will, you know, help me out on this. I know he will. I just got to be patient and wait. But I'm not the best waiter. And I'm not the most patient person at times. So, anyway. All right, you guys. I'm going to pop off here. You guys have an awesome rest of the day. And I will talk to you next time. <laughs>